is it. We are hitting it. Episode 166 of No Laugh Track Podcast. My name is Justin Severson, the host. Uh, thank you for uh, downloading, streaming, however you're listening right now. If you haven't yet, uh, please uh, leave uh, some feedback. I was, uh, oh, I forgot to mention, I forgot to bring the name of who wrote one uh, back in July. I'm going to do that next week and uh, give her some credit because I said I would read the names. In any case, thank you also. Circle of Heat, Flunders, play their music. First time guest with me this week. We have we have a, a history, not really, but a little bit that goes back <laughs> about a year. And uh, I'm really I was so excited when I saw his name on the. Uh, they have a board in the office here at Acme that uh, so I end up seeing the acts who are coming before the public sees. Kind of an advantage of having a job here. So when I saw the name Brian Scalero, huh. I was very excited. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We met in Vegas, and we met in Vegas. Yeah. For, I was uh, with the uh, KQ Morning Show. That I uh, worked with, uh, well, in last November, and you were the uh, you were doing a week at the Tropicana. Yeah, and that's the all new Tropicana. The all new Tropicana. Yeah, yeah. Last time I was there, I got attacked by grasshoppers, but it's a much better. I swear to God, this is before the Tropicana changed hands to okay. the people. I'm in my room with the girl I'm dating at the time. We wake up and we're covered in grasshoppers. In the room. Yeah, they were red grasshoppers. Uh, what I'm thinking was a magician in the hotel <laughs> was feeding his snakes or whatever. <laughs> And they You're got right. and they got loose in the air conditioning, and then adapt. They were years, and they adapted to the color of the rug for survival. That's how they were there thousands of years, probably <laughs> to adapt. But it, it's, it's uh, but then they changed it. It was probably it's, a magician that opened for Sinatra. Right, right. Yeah, that's but a, it's a beautiful. Theater. It's a beautiful uh, hotel now. Yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, so we met on stage. Mm-hmm. Like your their group came to watch a show. Yep, the morning the show morning, brings a huge I, group I down guest, there. Yeah, I was a guest on your show. Uh-huh. And we were sitting next to each other. Damn right. Yeah, there's probably photographic evidence somewhere. And I'm sorry about the farts because I know. I'm sure I farted. <laughs> I'm sure I farted. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? There's uh, there there could have been so many people that came from. No, that was me. In that, <laughs> but it was that was me. Yeah, yeah. uh, it's good of you to claim it. <laughs> it's good of you to claim it. So you, it's you have never performed at Acme. This was my last night. Was my first show at Acme. Acme is one of those unattainable rooms to people <laughs> who didn't have a road agent. Uh-huh. And because of the fact I got on television as an actor in 2001 to 2007, those those important years. Uh, I never thought to get a PA agent, personal appearance agent, and okay. no one on my staff, meaning my manager or my agents, thought, get him a PA agent. <laughs> like, that never occurred to any of us. And then Ride a Strike comes, and, you know, and I'm not on TV anymore. Right. I'm old and fat and farting on stage. <laughs> and now I'm like, I need a PA agent. So I had a couple of friends uh, call up Lewis and... Uh, the and, owner here. Yeah. And, and to his credit, man... Uh, he booked me right away, yeah. and I'm here, and I'm very, very thrilled. Like, when I would see footage of this club, I'd be like, why haven't I played there yet? <laughs> and I'd be very upset. Yeah, and yeah. now I'm here, and last night I stopped the show a little bit, just tapped the sign and go, hey, hey. Like, <laughs> finally, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we've been emailing this place for five years. So I'm really happy. It's yeah. a really well-run room. For people that didn't catch that, that he's this is a professional comedian who, you know... How it works at Acme, they don't send out invitations. No, no, no. no. They have their agents that they deal with and they have the people that they want. And uh, to get into a room like this is very difficult. Yeah. There are, like, coming from a, a start at the Comedy Cellar in yeah. New York, which is a very difficult room to get into. Uh, but because it's local, comics can come in and audition, get recommendations, you know. And I'm not going to get on a flight to audition for Lewis, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so 
I don't know. I, I really like the place. I mean, right now there is 11 staff members here, and there's one old man eating a sandwich. It's, <laughs> this is a well-run room. You know yes. what I mean? Like, there's a lot of staff here. I like it. I used to play. There was another club in the area where I was on stage once, and a guy ran up and tried to hit me. Oh. He got me confused with my opening act. No. Yeah, him. the opening act upset him, and the op- and so he, he was yelling at the opening act. And the opening act had yelled at the crowd the day before, so they were like, don't yell back this time. Uh-huh. So he didn't yell back, so everybody, the whole audience lost faith in the show because his old man's yelling at him. Oh, no. Then I get up there, and he starts yelling at me, and I go, shut up. And he goes, say shut up again. And I go, shut up. And then he just comes on stage and tries to hit me, and they all carried him out. And I'm like, you know, this room is not that great. And then later on, they all told me uh, he was drunk when he came in. Yeah. I was like, well, I just sent him in the front row. This room, I don't feel like this is an actual comedy club. You know what I, I mean? can, I, I can, uh, I have a similar story. I'm not even going to share it, but just, oh, I'll I'd just like say to- I have a similar story being at that same club and having someone super drunk in the front so much. So I, they did the thing uh, shouting at the, at the uh, talent up on stage. Right, right. But then after that, passed out. Passed out. Passed out. Wow. Yeah. Well, to that club's credit, too, they did bring me back. They didn't. They knew it wasn't me that caused the incident. Yeah. So many clubs will blame the comic no matter what happens. You're like, well, those guys had had Molotov cocktails. <laughs> you know, like, well, it doesn't matter. You should have handled the situation. I was on fire. <laughs> yeah, but you should have handled it. You're a comic. You're a professional. You I, know? I just watched a video this morning. Uh, uh, Taylor Swift. I, we're both huge Taylor. No, we're not. <laughs> We're, uh, She's got nice legs. She does have nice legs. Pins, good, good, good pins on that gal. Good pins on that. <laughs> nice gams on that da- on that dame. Good pins on that gal. <laughs> she recently had a uh, uh, some stalker come up on um, on stage while she was performing. Yeah. But in her case, uh, you know, the bouncers came. She just kept singing. Wow. Yeah, and they like one of the. Uh, it got so serious. The uh, one of the security left the uh, confrontation with a broken rib. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And she keeps performing. That would have been good if you just kept telling jokes. Kept telling, kept telling my fart jokes when all, <laughs> all hell's breaking loose. Oh, man. Hey, uh, so on the drive over here, yeah, because your podcast is so short, right. I got to listen to two episodes. Well, which one did you listen to? The most, two most recent. In fact, one was... Uh, Politics? Uh, I, I can even tell you as I downloaded them. One was uploaded eight days ago, and one had been uploaded eight hours ago. Yeah, but you listen to podcast. Uh, you listen to politics and uh, time machine. Time machine. Yeah. Yes. yeah. What did you think? Did you like them? Yeah. You have to say you liked them. Yeah. Sitting right in front yeah. of me. Uh, you know, I got a lot of critiques, and we're. I gonna... guess if you didn't like, it, you wouldn't have brought it up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a fifteen-minute sketch podcast. It's called This Is My Podcast. It's very, like, I listen to Monty Python albums when I drive long distances. I yeah, listen okay. to, there was a show called The Goon Show, which was the inspiration for Monty Python, Okay, which was Spike Milligan and Peter Sellers okay. and Harry Seacombe. And it was just, it's just like a half hour of skits, one long skit. So I listen to audio theater when I drive and I love it. And uh, every podcast is like two guys talking. Yeah. And I really want to do something different. So I was like, well, this isn't going to be a hit because not, a lot of people don't like this form anymore, skits on audio skits. They don't need to see it. Yeah. And my humor is nuts. <laughs> it's really nuts. <laughs> uh, so thank you for checking it out. You there know? was uh, yeah, I, I was, I was, like I said, I was driving, so I couldn't write down. I couldn't take notes, but I'm trying to go from memory here. I know uh, phrases that come up in your podcast are like uh, poopy pants. 
Poopy pants that one time. That was one. Let's not make a... Oh, you heard the Farts Across America episode. <laughs> farts Across America. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, you heard Farts Across America. That's what you heard. Farts Across America. Yeah, thanks for listening, man. Do you do 100% of the writing? Or? Yeah, yeah. It's, all, it's, like, it's hard to do in some hotel rooms because I want to... I'm improving. I, like, I usually go outside and smoke a joint and come back in and then press record. For real, yeah, and yeah. I and I try to try to stumble on a skit, and then I'll play all the characters, and then I'll go back and edit it, and then there's also like I pre-recorded like a hundred skits with some actors in New York, no, in L.A. I guess about a, uh, a couple of years ago, so I have all these backlog skits. Oh, okay. So I do. I, I just I take that. I take one skit or two skits from that group. Put them in the 15-minute episode, and then I do a whole bunch of skits by myself around them. I, I think it's interesting. Yeah. So interesting, Eric left the room. <laughs> He's going to download it. He's going to take a shit. <laughs> it's one good-looking guy, Eric. Goddamn, Eric. Yeah. If you've ever been to Acme, you know Eric. He's the handsome one. He's really handsome. Yeah. When he looks at you with those big, bashful eyes, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I want to fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> He's really... <laughs> anyway, yeah, but the, <laughs> the it's amazing how many comics uh, comment, comment on, on how good looking Eric is. Because we all know that we're struggling to get somewhere, and that guy just has to wake up, and he's where we want to be. Pretty much, you know what I mean. Pretty much, like he could walk into a deli and be like, "I'm going to take your milk." And yeah, be like, "Please take our milk." <laughs> like, I'm not going to pay for it. You don't have to. No, you know what I mean. That guy. We're all struggling to get love or to get money, and that guy can get either by stepping outside. If I wasn't engaged, <laughs> I guarantee I would hate Eric. Yeah. Because he would be the type of I'd just be like, you motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here I am struggling, and you probably just freaking bat your eyes. It's a good thing he left the room for this. He <laughs> <laughs> won't know to edit it out. That's, that's perfect. <laughs> um... <laughs> So have you worked way ahead, like on this? Like, do you have the one ready, the episode for next no, week? No, I or? do. I, I try not to do uh, since it's not. I'm not being paid because it's only 45 episodes. What do you in. mean? I heard all those commercials. Yeah, it's only 45 <laughs> minutes in. <laughs> oh yeah, those FD, weren't real. FDR pubic hair dolls. <laughs> if you're a fan of FDR, why not own a pubic hair doll made from FDR's or very own pubic hair? <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> That's the thing is that I'm I'm enjoying after spending 20 years. Get it, trying to get responses from people. It's nice to just turn on the mic and be like, I don't know who's going to laugh at this and who doesn't, but it doesn't matter because this is what I want to say. Yeah. And that's fun. And nothing in it is serious. And somebody, no. somebody, a radio guy wrote to me, he's a fan, and he was like, I, you should, like, you know, talk about your feelings on today's issues and stuff. I'd like to hear what you think. And I go, you, dude, you think you want to hear what I think, but I'm an idiot. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm emotional I'm stupid That's the same as idiot That shows you how stupid I am right? And I'm an idiot And I'm stupid So It's like I'd, I'd much rather this That's what entertainment is to me You gotta have Some variety I feel like Everyone's either Standing up there Doing set up punch Set up punch Set up punch Or they're ranting And being a little edgy There's not many people Just being silly anymore mm -hmm. uh, Brian Regan People like that They're still being silly And I like that Yeah uh, Reggie Watts, like there's people, Love that, him. Uh, there's people that are being silly, and I enjoy that. Bobby Lee, yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's the shit I want to say. So there's this whole, I, I, it bothers me because uh, I, I feel like uh, certain talk shows and certain Comedy Central shows are shoving people into two categories, and I'm like, well, there's other categories. 
Like, there's a talk show right now that I'm auditioning for uh, to be a, a do stand up on. And they're like, we like this joke. We don't like this joke. We like this one. I go, okay, what about this joke? And they go, well, there's a sound effect in it. And you did, uh, and I'm like, yeah. Well, there's a sound effect in it. But it's not the joke. It's just in the middle of the joke. Yeah, but there's a sound effect in it. And I go, so we're not allowed to do sound effects? I hate to bring up a rapist, but Bill Cosby, if you told Bill Cosby not to make sound effects, his albums would be 10 minutes long. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh Uh-huh. That's part of a performance. And they're like, it's not all stand set up punch. So I forgot where I was going with this, but I think it was about how the the podcast is just written and silly and there's nothing serious about it. It's not going to change your life. Yes, kudos to comics who change people's lives. George Carlin helped helped me be broadened and made me smarter and made me question authority and made me be less of a... a uh, a person in a crowd and an, and an individual, maybe be more of an individual. So I learned a lot from Carlin, but I also learned from Carlin you could be silly, uh-huh. you know. And I like it when and Carlin never talked about his life. You know, I didn't even know he had a brother till he died. Never mentioned, never mentioned the father. His father left him when he was like one. It was like he made one reference to it in a an ep, in an album from the seventies where his mother goes, "You wait till your father gets home." And he goes, oh, "That's fine. That motherfucker never comes home. <laughs> See you later, ma." That's the only time he mentioned his dad not being there. That's fat. That's he only talks about his dogs. Is the only thing in, in his real life. That's a fascinating point. Yeah. To, and so to bring why up. do I always have to? Why do we have to be those guys? Yeah. There's a lot of comics doing that already. Yeah. I'm not Bill Burr. It wouldn't come off well for me. No, Brian, you haven't found your voice yet. You need to only talk about yourself. No, I do it with the, the fat jokes and that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and my fat, I hate it when people think that because I do fat jokes about myself that it's okay to do fat jokes about other people or to me. I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> my whole thing is about fat people gaining respect that this is like the last socially acceptable prejudice. Uh-huh. You know? So I'm defending fat people in my act and then making fun of myself. Yeah. And other people are like, oh, man, uh, you were great, fat ass. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? No. I've had people say that to me. No. I'm like, holy shit. No. I'm like, did you learn nothing? All I remember is fat. And that's like the first minute of a 45-minute set. No. Like the guy wrote it on his arm, make fun of his fat ass. <laughs> and I didn't even know my ass was fat until I saw it one day. It's fat. <laughs> it's fat. You ever, when you see a really fat guy, you wonder how he wipes his ass? Uh, I always imagine it's at a, with a, I can't even, I'm going <laughs> to... I just got embarrassed of myself of using a joke I I came up with like 10 years ago. Well, you might as well say it. Uh, I always imagine they do it with a rag tied to the end of a stick. They might be right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I wrote that in a uh, morning show, uh, game show, about Star Jones probably (laughs) 12 (laughs) years ago. But the thing is that you might be right. Because how else else can they do it? I don't know. It's the same thing. Like I try to picture... Two extremely overweight people having sex. Well, you can't. I have a joke about that now in my act that you can't. It's not. I mean, fat people get laid. Just look around. We're everywhere. Somebody's (laughs) fucking us. Clearly, we're breeding. Right, right. And and we're not just fucking other fat people. We're not creating a master fat race. (laughs) It's like you can't even have fat on fat sex. How do you line the pieces up? You got to come at each other like backed up with your hips raised. (laughs) You got to throw your backs out. You got to knock stuff. You got to knock the lamp over. (laughs) 
Anyway, what do we got on that pad there? Well, that's a, I uh, you you did bring up Bill Cosby, and we're going to talk a current event here. Okay, this is, I'm going to challenge you to have an opinion on a current sure, event. Sure, sure. Every anytime I put an opinion out there, I get attacked. But let's try it. This is. But I be, think this one is this an is obvious be one. Crazy controversial. <laughs> no one's really going to come after me for saying he shouldn't. She shouldn't rape those girls. Uh, what do you mean he shouldn't rape those girls? So, as you know, because you may be. A, going uh this week the state minnesota state fair is going on i know that's why i'm here yeah <laughs> that's why they booked me well everybody will be at the fair so let's give them this you one. may you may do some media over there so you may make an appearance but uh d- did you know they do seed art did you hear this story no seed art oh the rape seed thing with bill cosby yes somebody made a uh like it's, it's funny because it's rape seed correct and they it, they did seed art, so it's a you know it's an eight by ten let's say mm-hmm. picture of uh, a portrait of Bill Cosby done yeah. in the rape seed. Right, and, that's a brilliant idea. Yes, and it was uh, they they which is Canada's number one export, I think, rape seed. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I think it really what? is. I know. I had to look it up one day. Apparently, it's canola is the way what most people call ah, it. It's canola. Yeah, that but makes sense. Uh, so it, it was in oh, the fair for goodness. one day. Yeah. And they took it down? And then they took it Why down they because they were down? getting complaints. People walk up, you know, it's a huge... And they, they thought it was a Bill Cosby mor- uh, mural. Like, people like were honoring Bill Cosby. So that, those were some of the complaints. But the, the, but then they should have been... Then the other complaints were, this, it's just, just right, it's, it's all about... kids there and his rape seed. Yeah. He had to explain to a kid... Why the Bill Cosby portrait is funny. Apparently, they even, uh, like the State Fair people, even put a little uh, sticker over where it said rapeseed. That's ridiculous. (laughs) That's ridiculous. That's the whole point of the fucking piece. It is a good, can you see that from over there? It is a good good picture. That's a very funny picture. Man, that guy, huh? It's the uh, it's the Bill Cosby theme. (laughs) When he rolls his eyes back when he hears jazz music. Kind of that look. There's a... Uh, there were a few other uh, seed art, controversial seed art removed, by the oh, way. What else could be more there, controversial than a portrait of a rapist <laughs> done in rape seed? Did you know that there, uh, do you know what a pronto pup is? No. You know what a corn dog is? Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same thing? I, I think it uses a different batter. Like okay. corn, ba- who knows? Well, this is fascinating. Yeah, but a pronto pup is something they sell quite a few of at the state Minnesota State Fair. Okay. And someone made a seed art of two pronto pups uh, with a comment about size not mattering. Oh. That was somebody's witty... Uh, uh, so one pronto pup was big, one yeah. pronto pup was small, and, and it says size, size doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. They took that one down. Well, at least it said size doesn't matter. Then size does matter. <laughs> Those size does matter once picks me up, pisses me off. Like fuck you. You can get breast reductions. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> Have you heard of the? Um, there's a social media app. I can't. I'm not going to give them all these. I hate uh, social media. It's killing me, man. Okay. Yeah, but what were you going to say? There's a. Uh, um, well, this is one that is very unique. It's just for people pooping. So you log in. Oh, that sounds hard. They log in when you when you make when you after you go login. Yeah. Look mm-hmm. at that. How I did that funny word play there. Yeah. I am such a road comic. <laughs> yeah, log in after I roll. Yeah, this is rough. But yeah, uh, so it's like you show your shit. I don't think so. I, I think hope it's not. just it's just a uh, it's supposedly it's people that and you know like hey I want to chat with somebody that's doing the same thing as me taking a shit yeah so everyone's talking about. I you talk about whatever you want, but, but they're just, sitting on the toilets. Yes, but how do you know the guys really sitting on the toilet though? I don't know. I hope you don't turn on a webcam or something. But do you really want to do that? Sit on the toilet? No. and just Start talking to another guy? I don't at all. What's weird? What, what kind of weird guy would invent that? <laughs> I don't know. You know what I really want to do? I want to talk to other people shitting. Go to the park. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit at a baseball game. Weirdo. 
Who the fuck wants to talk to another person when they're shitting? I, I don't. I don't, don't want to do it anywhere. I don't even want to do it when I'm home and my uh, someone that lives in my house with me wants to talk to me. I'll tell you what I hate: wiping my ass. I know we brought that up before, but I really—that's five minutes that I could be better spent. I, I want to. I'm tired of it. Why did God create shitting? Couldn't it come out of our foot like a pellet? We just shake it out. Why do we have to spend? You just wake up and you're like, oh, it's going to be a great day. Oh, I got to shit first thing. Well, how about the animals? Were they like a goat? They just freaking. They just shit. They move on. Not, not, nothing. There's nothing. They just, yeah. They what don't is, even have to stop moving. There's yeah. no cleanup afterwards. Why do I have so much grease? <laughs> <laughs> they start eating dog food because apparently that's great. <laughs> go with. This, uh, is so the, this is so not what that show, I thought the show would be about. <laughs> go go <laughs> with hay. Shitting. Hey, that'll, that'll produce. Hey. Sense, I believe. Hey. Hey, hey, dirty. hey. Hey, Baby, hey, I hey. got your money. Mm-hmm. Don't you worry. <laughs> Say, hey, the weed's pretty good in Minneapolis. Is that a question or a statement? No, it's pretty good. Yeah, you found yeah. out already? Mm-hmm. I got it right away. It's great. <laughs> the pilot had it. No, I was that's an old, that's my old joke. But it's, uh, <laughs> the weed's pretty good. Sometimes you go to a state. Everyone was telling me how great the Alaskan weed was, and I had Alaska weed, and I wanted to get right back on the plane. Really? Well, it was just maybe I had a bad batch, or maybe I had a bad dealer. Like, to uh, give you a headache? What was the bad part? I just wasn't, didn't get me stoned. Weak. Yeah, it was weak, exactly. And I, I on your podcast, to prove that I listened, you mentioned yeah. you're going to Alaska. I'm going to uh, Anchorage. Soon, right? Anchorage. Yeah. I'm looking forward to Anchorage. I played Fairbanks, and Fairbanks was fun. I went dog sledding. Yeah. And uh, my dog sledding story is dog sleds can't make a left. <laughs> they, you have to really go in a good circle. Okay. So my dogs, the first of all, they all jump up in the air and they scream. Up until the second they say mush, then they get dead silent and just chase. They just try to beat the other dog sled. But they don't talk when they're running. But they, they're screaming and yelling up to the moment they run. And they love to run. Yeah. So there's a guy with a sled in front of me, and I'm following him in my sled. Then he goes around a circle to go back, and my dogs think it's a race, and they go, well, we could beat him if we just make a left and don't go around the circle. So they make a left, and I go flying headfirst into a frozen lake, face first. (laughs) It was painful. But that was very funny. The dogs were like, let's make a left. We could beat him. It made complete <laughs> sense. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> How did you end up on a dog sled? Well, the, the uh, DJ. I met a DJ, a couple of DJs up there when I was doing a radio press, and they uh, said, "You want to go to the ice fair, and you want to see a dog sled?" So the ice fair was cool. They had all these sculptures of celebrities made of ice and stuff. It's oh, pretty, wow. pretty cool. That is cool. It's not as cool as being on TV, but uh, this this new second career is interesting. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've seen a lot of shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about your first career. Sure. You have you have have you have been on TV. I've been on many, TV. Many, 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 many times. Yeah. Many times. I'm not a wannabe actor. I'm an actor. <laughs> damn God right damn you it. are. And you have worked with some of the most attractive women that yeah. are on television. No, I have. Yeah. Uh, Pamela Anderson, Carmen Electra, Jenny McCarthy, Tiffany Thiessen, A.J. Langer, who I thought was beautiful, as Raina from My So-Called Life. Yes. Uh, and just a lot of, like, guest roles and extras. Jamie Mays, uh, you know, stunningly beautiful people. I had to do a plot line, uh, I had to do a plot line with Carmen Electra where she comes on to me. Uh, and she, in the rehearsal, starts rubbing her ass on my dick. She was very nice. 
I liked her. Yeah. And she was blonde at the time. Okay. And I was and I, I was in love with her instantly. So she rubs her ass on my dick in circle motions and I get hard. And she doesn't stop to her to her credit, she just keeps rubbing. And I get really hard and very embarrassed. And then the the director let it go, you know, let Brian have his fun. And then after the take, she was like, well, you could tone it down a little bit. And everybody laughs. Carmen laughs, embarrassed. And I go, you sure? It was great. Because yeah. you got to <laughs> make that joke because you're a guy. Right, And right. everybody will think you're not a guy if you don't make that joke. Uh-huh. So then um, I was talking to her afterwards, and she was like, I only feel comfortable as an actress when I play the seductress. When I have to play something else, I get uh, freeze up. I get uncomfortable. I was like, no, it's, it's fine. You're doing great. You know. And she was really good. But uh, it was odd to work with such beautiful people all the time. And I think what gets me through it is I never jerk off the celebrities. Interesting. I don't know why. I tend to want to think it's a girl I can get. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I like <laughs> I like amateur stuff. And I like, uh, you know, I, I know like if I see a really gorgeous woman like Jenna Jameson, I'm like, yeah, that's beautiful. But it's almost... It's almost a cartoon because she's so beautiful. Yeah. And that dick is so huge. This is basically <laughs> nothing that I'm ever going to be involved in. <laughs> but when I see like a little redhead and she's getting uh, fucked or spanked, I'm like, yeah, this seems like it's, seems like I could stumble on this in the woods and take part. <laughs> she might think I'm funny. Yeah, yeah, she might. might. She might not like the front jokes, but but yeah. How did we get on that? Oh, uh, the, the Pretty Woman. Pretty, pretty Tiffany Women. Tiffany Thiessen was one of my favorites, too. Uh, she was really cool. And, and that Pam was, a- was awesome. Pam was awesome. Did she smell wonderful? Pam did. When the morning, she looked the most beautiful. She always wore a white tank top, no makeup, and white sweatpants. And uh, either sneakers or flip-flops. And she came. She would come in the morning stunning. Stunning. It feels like, this is a, I feel like I'm working at a summer camp and this is my friend. A hot friend that everybody likes at the camp. And then when she put all the makeup on and the fancy skirts and dresses for the show, it, I, you know, I, she looked like a different person to me. Yeah. You know, I liked her more in the morning. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Pam. I'm a morning sex guy, too, because I'm a cigarette smoker and, and I'm fat. So I have the most energy and can go longer in the morning. And I hate when we come back drunk from a bar and a girl goes, let's fuck. And I go, it's 1 a.m. And they go, let's fuck. And I go, oh, come on, please don't do this to us because it's going to be an argument. I'm going to get on the bottom, and you're going to ride me, and I'm going to come, or I'm going to forget, I'm going to fall asleep. It's going to be an argument. Can we just do it in the morning? Okay, here, here's, my, here's my question about morning sex, though. Okay. The bad breath? You just ignore that? Well, no, there's brushing teeth first. Okay. Plus, I'm a cigarette smoker, and I don't have a great sense of smell anyway. They probably do. <laughs> but I still brush my teeth ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. No, ki- right. Kissing during sex is key. Yeah? Key. 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 I agree. Um, yeah. Okay. That's my problem with the morning. Well, you have to. Breath. You got to have the bathroom in the same room or right next to it. Because mm-hmm. if they go to the bathroom and then go to the coffee machine, it's all over. It's not going to happen. You got to get them before they get to the coffee machine. How about, uh, that's, that's a fair point. Right. My breath it will probably smells, I drink so much coffee, it probably what smells like got? it from the day before. You have to dismantle the coffee machine before bed. <laughs> yeah. What happened here? Just get in here. Fuck. <laughs> Sorry. I'm very lucky to be with anybody. I'm a garbage, garbage can in pants. <laughs> <laughs> so don't get me wrong. <laughs> we opened the show talking about wiping our ass for five minutes. Did, uh, <laughs> I, I was reading your, uh, Wikipedia, which I never know how accurate that stuff is. Yeah, I haven't been on there in ages. I don't even know what's there. Did you do radio? 
in college. You did? Yeah, I had a radio show in college, which is very similar to the podcast. Okay. And that's why I was like, I want to do this again. That was fun. And I'm, you know, yeah, I had a radio show and I had like a few friends on, and I still work with them occasionally. We do uh, sketch sketches oh, really? on video when I'm in New York. We just uploaded a new sketch called Carjacker, Voodoo Wop Carjacker, Voodoo and Doo Wop combined, Voodoo Wop Carjacker. <laughs> so we and uh, we do a lot of sketches and short films. Okay. No, nobody watches them, but <laughs> you know we we uh, we do them. We've been doing and so I had a radio show in college, and it I never knew if people were listening or not. We used to get phone calls from the neighboring high schools, but then it became really apparent how much. It meant to the high school kids in the area, because I still have Facebook messages about it to this day. Wow! And I graduated in '95. Yeah. So somebody writes to me, and they've been a fan. Of, they've been a Facebook fan or friend for about ten or five years. Never said a goddamn word. And then I then they write to me, and they and they mention a character from from my old radio show. I'm like, how the fuck? That's amazing to me. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. So I fucked up a lot of kids. <laughs> now they're all adults and. Yeah. None of your own, but you fucked up some kids. Yeah, I fucked up some kids, <laughs> not by touching them. Speaking of which, are you a pedophile? If you jerk off the pictures of you as a kid, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not illegal, officially. If you're looking at a picture of you getting an Atari at Christmas, like, <laughs> that's the year I got Frogger. Mine such, would have been the uh, Death Star Space Station. Star uh, that was great. Well, I didn't have that. My friend had all the big shit. Yeah. He had the G.I. Joe aircraft carrier. Uh-huh. I was, I was jealous of that. We couldn't fit it in his bedroom, but he had it. I think he had it for a week and somebody stepped on it. Oh, that's, that's incredible. It's the worst. Yeah. You're from the Star Wars generation? Yeah, yeah. Are you excited for the next movie? Not as much as everybody else. No? But I'm not unexcited. I hated the last three, and yeah. I hate to say that. It's a, they're, they're work. A lot of people put a lot of work in it, and they're not bad. They're decent movies. They're Bs. Okay, yeah. And uh, well, the first three Star Wars were A's. They, were, they changed everything. Yeah. You know, Jaws might have changed how... Jews. Jews, from my podcast. <laughs> I was surprised you liked that episode. Cool. But uh, so Star Wars, it's just a major, I mean, they still teach Star Wars 1 in writing classes across America because it's the perfect script. And they show everybody how it's a perfect script. Oh, wow. And uh, and it's an excellent movie. And it's I couldn't even believe the guy pulled it off. You know, and um, now, and Empire Strikes Back. Who doesn't like Empire Strikes Back? Best ever. Yeah, and uh, you know, and I still don't mind the Ewoks as much as everybody else does. Everybody gets very upset at the Ewoks. Yes, but compared to the last three movies, I'll watch that Ewok scene on a loop for sure. You know, I agree. It was no, so I'm looking forward to it, but not. I'll see it in the theater, but will I see it the first two weeks? Probably not. I'll see it when there's like me and an old lady eating popcorn in the back of the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I like seeing movies like that. I. uh I like J.J. Abrams. Yeah, me I, too. But I, I always feel like he he does what I want and then does something else that I didn't want. You know what I mean? Like, for example, Cloverfield. I liked Cloverfield until they go into the fucking subway and then they start getting attacked by the little little monsters. And I'm like, I don't understand. Little monsters fall off the big monster's back? <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Did you watch Lost? Lost was up against my show. It killed our show. So, no. So no, I didn't watch. Which show? Which one? Uh, Stacked. Was Stacked Pam was on against yeah. Lost? But it's like I knew. And by the way, the guy who wrote Stacked is now winning Emmys for Modern Family. So when we aired, a lot of people were taking shots at us. And I'm like, this is, you know, now I'm like, this is like, it's a funny show. You did two seasons, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One season was short. 
But the first season was short. But anyway, I didn't watch Lost because I figured it out. I was like, this, they don't know what the ending is. They're just going to write confusing. And then when you stop watching, they'll go, okay, we have the ending. Hey. And it won't make, and nobody, you know. Well, I wish we would have known each other back then. You could have saved me. Nobody listened to that. I told 200 hours of my life. Everybody just thought I was angry. Yeah. Yeah. You would have saved me hours and hours and hours. But I mean, you could tell like that. You know, like, uh, I'm watching the following and, uh. And, and like it's like every episode ends with a guy you didn't know was in the following was in the following and then he hits Kevin Bacon on the head and then they all get away <laughs> and you're like wait a second every episode is gonna end like that yeah how long is the show gonna last you know this uh-huh. is like a like season one of Dexter season one of Dexter is fantastic that's like a movie yeah you know what I mean each episode is its own thought and then it leads to another thought they never repeat the same thought of season one I feel. Like, if you look at season one, the fact that he finds out that this guy is the killer, the guy who's dating his sister, and then it's just perfect. And then it's like, all right, then you find out about his childhood at the very end, and then you find out it's his brother. It's fucking genius. Yeah. You were on one Season two of Dexter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I played uh, a fat lab coat. I played played a lab coat. I played a chair. I played (laughs) a, uh, a, a technician who was going after... Uh, Dexter. Yeah, I and, watched the clip. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's it was funny. You know, I liked it, but they had to tighten it up so there was other stuff in there. That's where the guest role is always the first to go. It's the, the dramatic uh, acting, Brian Scalero. Thank you. Yeah, I. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I liked uh, Dexter. Was fun. He was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. He was going through a divorce and had cancer at the time, and he couldn't have been nicer. Oh wow. Who was? Uh, uh, you just reminded me of that. Who I was going to ask you this. Was uh, the Tommy Lee Pam sex tape was before you? Yeah, but I never saw the tape. Really? So I think that's another reason I was able to be so friendly with her. You know? Have you watched it since? No, never. I don't really get off on celebrities. Yeah, I don't know why. Did you don't have to? How about you? Uh, curiosity, just curiosity. Curiosity, but I still have yet to click on any celebrity sex tape. Kim Kardashian never saw it. Paris Hilton never saw it. Uh, I don't know why. Because I am a pervert. <laughs> I, I am. I'm not pretending I'm not. It's just good. I, I have not clicked on. Just not your thing. You show me two 18-year-old lesbians spanking each other in a bathroom at a school. I'll click on that shit. <laughs> I'll fucking click on it when I go to bed. I'll watch it on the toilet. <laughs> when I'm talking to another guy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I. But for some reason, I haven't clicked on that. And there's a lot of beautiful celebrities. Yeah, uh, well, I, I don't, uh, don't. Not since you still haven't, don't. Because I, ha- I did watch it years yeah. ago, and just Tommy, just having Tommy Lee in it. No, I don't need this. I don't need to see his dick. No, yeah. no, I have, and I don't. I there's a lot of giant. There's giant dicks out there, <laughs> and I like not knowing. I like not knowing who has them. I don't want to know who has them. I don't want to think about them. You know. Did you see the guy who says he has a 19-incher in, was it Mexico, I believe? Jesus Christ. Well, who would want that? He says it's 19 inches Look. and it's uh, a terrible burden. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I would, from what I, I don't really know. Some <laughs> girls seem to, some girls claim it's the best, and then other girls, without even asking them, or without even knowing them in the room, so I know it's not for my feelings, <laughs> would be like, no, did they, they... <laughs> That, what am I, a porn star? I don't want that in there. It's scary. It scared me. I turned it down. I'm not a porn star. I don't want that. I don't want that. That don't hurt. I don't want that. And the one is like, they can't stay hard because they're so big. I've heard, I've heard things like that. And I go, I like these girls. And then I've heard other girls who are just complete whores and make me want to jump out the window. 
<laughs> oh, I love it. I um, I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, acting and people, some yeah. awesome people that you've worked with, like yeah. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd was a thrill. That was a fucking thrill. Is he odd, or is he just no. a regular guy? Uh, he is. I once asked him, why do you have you never done interviews? Because the only interview I've ever seen him do was for the One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest uh, a DVD. And he did an interview recently for Back to the Future. Uh, and I asked him, why do you never do interviews? I never saw you on any talk show when I was growing up, ever. And he goes, I like the mystique. And I go, that's what made you. It's really smart. Now yeah. we're all on fucking social media letting everybody know our true thoughts. This was a guy who was like... I'm gonna. My character is gonna be so different. Think of the characters he played. How different they are. Jim Mignantowski is different from Uncle Fester. Uncle Fester is different from Judge Doom in fucking uh, Who Framed Roger, Roger Rabbit. Rabbit. And Judge Doom is very different than Doc Brown. Yeah. So and the and the guy from uh, I can't remember his name from Unfold the Cuckoo's Nest. These are all very different characters. Eight Men Out. Uh, the character from the things to do in Denver when you're dead. Oh yeah. They're all really incredibly different characters. So when you see Christopher Lloyd, you don't know. Who he is, who he is. but you like that helps his performance in you to believe him. Like when Brad Pitt plays a crazy character nowadays, you go, "But that's not it's Brad Pitt pretending." When Christopher Lloyd plays a character, you go, "This this could be him. Who knows?" But I loved meeting him, and I stayed out of his way for the first two weeks, and then we were sitting next to each other one day, and I said, "You know," I was like, "The other, I remember my family watching Taxi." And my family argues a lot. We're Italians. We were middle class. We didn't have a lot of money. And we were all emotional fucking maniacs. And he laughs. And I go, and we were watching Taxi. And it was the episode with the cabin where you couldn't close the cabin door because of the wind. And it went on for like five minutes. And the other actors, you could see, just staring at you and trying not to laugh. And I was like, my whole family burst out laughing at that moment. And I always remember it as a moment where I realized comedy could bridge a family together. Yeah. And then he was like, thanks, Brian. And then we started talking about it, Taxi. And he would tell me about all the episodes. Uh, he told me about One Full of the Cuckoo's Nest. Wow. And then uh, the the very last shot of One Full of the Cuckoo's Nest is Big Chief Bromden running away and the sun is going down. And as a kid, I was like, that shot's so dark. I know nothing about movies, but yet as a kid, I go, why is it so dark? You can't even see Chief Bondin running away. Well, he sees a jacket in the distance. And as a kid, it bothered me. And yeah. I knew nothing about lighting or movies. Sure. So I'm talking to him, and he goes, uh, yeah, big Chief Bondin, Chief Bondin was an alcoholic. And I go, oh, you know, he's an American Indian. And he goes, yeah, and he was. they couldn't wake him up. So the last shot, I remember they couldn't get him up. They couldn't get him up, and the sun was going down. I go, is that why it's dark? And he goes, yeah, you notice that? I go, it's been bothering me for 20 fucking years. Wow. And it's, you find out closure. You know what I mean? It's And I'm, my favorite moment wow. is like, we became friends. He started dating a girl, and I started dating a girl at the same time. So we actually went on a double date. You and, and I, Doc Brown? Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. Huh? And to walk into a fucking restaurant with Doc Brown, everybody's like, who, is that Christopher Lloyd? And who's that fat guy with him? He must be, you know. <laughs> And our girlfriends became friends, and he was very nice. I remember him pointing to a magazine about Santa Barbara uh, Film Festival, and he goes, you see this woman? And I go, yeah. He goes, that's my first wife. And he goes, you see this woman? And the same page. And I go, yeah. He goes, that's my second wife. What? And he goes, you see this picture down here? And I go, yeah. And he goes, that's me and my new girlfriend. And I go, so the last three women you've been with are all on the same page in what? a magazine. What? But, yeah, and he just kind of like giggles. We got picked up for a second season, and I ran in the room. The president of Fox came down, 
And he goes, and he said it to the audience, I'm picking the show up for a second season. And everybody started cheering. And I looked to my left, and it's Christopher Lloyd. And we, he, was, he was happy, I was happy, and we both just hugged. I couldn't believe it, you know, to have that kind of moment. And then, cut to five years later, I'm getting it off an airplane in Kansas City, and the woman's in the car, and I get in the car, and she's driving me to the comedy club. And she goes, don't mind my squirrels. And they started attacking my face. There was a squirrel in the car, and it started running around my face, by, and, like, his claws are in my eyes. What? And I had to pretend I liked it. I was like, oh, this is cool. Hey, meanwhile, the squirrels are eating my face. Oh, no. And then right at that moment, I thought, I used to be on TV with Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh-huh. my career's over. There's no way he's dealing with squirrels right now. Yeah, my, my career's over. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why the fuck did she have squirrels? That's got to be a weird story. She said she chopped down a tree, and then uh, the squirrels had nowhere to live, so she took them in. I'm like, don't find other trees. Yeah, they found that tree. They'll find another one. Yeah, they're not going to be outside begging for money and nuts. How about uh, Brian Doyle Murray? He was fun. Yeah. I liked Brian Doyle Murray. We talked about quitting cigarette smoking, and I was like, did you ever smoke on the toilet? And he goes, yeah. No, he said, did you ever smoke on the toilet? I go, yeah. He goes, it's a little difficult. You gotta when you ask a cigarette, you gotta watch your balls. And I was like, just he, made, he was funny. And one time I asked him, I was like, did you ever? Because they they gave me something I didn't want to do, and I I said to him, did, did they ever ask? Did you ever get asked to do something you don't you don't want to do? And he goes, I don't want to do anything. <laughs> and that just made me laugh. Yeah. To have he was really supportive and kind. We were drunk one night, and he this is gonna sound like I'm complimenting myself, but it's really a compliment to how to him. To be at his level, to have written Caddyshack, to be pretty much the John Adams of American comedy, or, uh, you know what I mean? And to be involved in National Lampoon Radio Hour, yeah. and, and form Saturday Night Live, and form National Lampoon in this humor. And uh, and he's and he was like, Brian, you're one of the best I've ever seen. And I was like, and he, and I was like really? He goes, yeah. He goes, yeah, no matter what the pace is of the room, you stop the pace and you change it to your pace. I've never seen it before. You, everything you say is kills. You, you're one of the best I've ever seen. Then I never saw him again. Huh. Yeah, I didn't go. They didn't do the show after that. <laughs> but I was like, man. <laughs> but that was a, you know, he was really nice. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah, and it was a real thrill to work with him. That's that's freaking awesome. Yeah. You excited for football season to start? No, not at all. Not at all? No, I don't watch sports. For I'm, real? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a weird guy. I'm a weird guy. You grew up in New York? Grew up in New York. I, that was a Mets period from 85 to 88. I was a Mets fan. Well, they were winning then. They were winning. Well, 86 is really when they won, but 85, they, was, they were coming back a little bit. But I, my friend at the time, uh, his father had box seats by the dugout of Shea Stadium. So we would go, and I just became a Mets fan because we would go. Okay. And then right around graduating high school, I just stopped paying attention again. I don't know what it is. It's possibly because I'm not good at sports. It's possibly because I find it boring. I don't know. People that aren't good at sports become co- comics and also become huge fans of uh, sports. sports a lot of times. Yeah, I know. They're yeah. commentators. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a, I, it's interesting. I don't know. I don't know why I'm there. I didn't like it as a kid. I remember being in the field in Little League Baseball when I was a kid, and I'm playing, uh, I guess I'm in left field, which shows you, and I, uh, and I just remembered thinking about something, daydreaming, and then I just got hit in the head with the ball. <laughs> and then I fell to the floor and I woke up and there was just like five old men walking at me in a row like, TV is okay. <laughs> you can imagine every mother and kid in the crowd going, Jesus Christ. Kid just stood still and got hit in the head with the ball. <laughs> Wasn't even paying attention. That's pretty, that's, 
me. I can't. People try to explain taxes to me. They try to explain how to buy a house. They try to explain politics, and I can't yeah. focus. I'm not. No one. I'm not sane. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not. I won't hurt anybody. I'll never hurt anybody. Even in my act, I don't take stabs at people. Yeah. Unless they come after me, somebody else comes after me first. I'll go after them. But I never do that. I don't like. I'm just not sane. But I'm not a bad person. I'm a good maniac. Yeah. I'm a good maniac you want on your team. You yeah, I mean? like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Thank you. Do you uh, do you sell anything at your shows when people come I out I CDs. Do you? I sell CDs, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm not a very good salesman. They're kind of in my hand when I'm standing outside smoking a cigarette. I'm like, well, I, I could either sell CDs or smoke a cigarette. So I just I choose a cigarette, and people just go, good job. And I go, thanks, man. And I just walk by. They just what walk are those? By. They don't even ask me. They don't. They don't notice because they're in my hand, not not on a table spread out. I'm an idiot. That's great business work. There. Yeah, no, I'm an idiot. Where, uh, which one are you selling? Uh, Brian's Clara Live at the Comedy Castle. I have two albums. One is stand up and skits, and the other one is stand up only. Okay. And uh, there's a lot of crossover material because I wanted. I I began to look at. Uh, Everything and I go. You know what, man? I don't have a straight stand-up album, and I was being criticized for putting skits on there. Okay. And I also people really liked it, but I was getting, I was getting criticized for not having a stand-up album. So I was like, well, I don't have, I don't have an all-new forty-five minutes now. I have an all-new twenty, because you know. But it's like, so why don't I just release the? I just did the same album over again with added material and pre-long bits. Okay. So it's just like um, Brian's Clara Live the Comedy Castle is just. And that's why I called it that, because I wanted people to know it's just live. It's a live performance. Yeah. The good thing about it is that the heckles are in there. <laughs> the drunks are in there. The me stumbling on a bit is in there. Like, I didn't I didn't feed any extra laughter to make it sound like I'm killing. Oh, it's good. It's a real recording. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the first album, I still like the first album better. Oh. Because it's just, I like that tight, fast stuff. And the skits are tight, and, and, uh, and the, 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 the jokes are tight. And then, uh, so I'm a big fan of the first one. Nice. But, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I sell both. But I only have one with me now. Okay. Brian's They're on Club. Amazon and iTunes and all that. Yeah, well, Sneezes of Farts and Orgasms is on Amazon and iTunes. And Brian's Club, Live at the Comedy Castle, is at iTunes and allthingsrecords.com, okay. which is Al Magical and Bill Burr's label. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, you know, when uh, Google gives, you know, suggestions, like I'll, like I put in your name, right. and then it will, like, complete something. Right. It does, one of them that comes up is uh, Brian Scalero Sneeze. Sneeze. Yeah. That's good. Uh-huh. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, the sneeze one is that's that's the joke that everybody remembers. No. And I try to update it every once in a while, you know. I mean I, I gotta probably move on from it at some point. <laughs> you know, but I I like it. And it's like I did it on my Comedy Central special and they cut it out. So I was like, well, I'm just going to keep it for another year and do it on the road. Yeah, you might have done me a favor. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I still think I still think I'd be more famous if they had left it in. But I don't really want to be famous anymore because social media is nuts. <laughs> People got to have thick skin. I'm like, then if I have that thick skin, why did Louis C.K. quit Twitter? Why did fucking why doesn't Adam Sandler go online? You think they got thick skin? No, I don't need thick skin. Why don't you guys just stop being dicks? Louis C.K. quit Twitter. Yeah, he was didn't he? Criticized? I, I thought oh, that's what I heard. Oh, I don't know. Well, uh, that's a rumor I heard. I am not quite. I'm not sure. I love Louis. I do the voiceover for a show. That's not in my credits. Uh, the following program is rated TV MLA for strong language and adult nudity. Viewer discretion advised. That's me. Really? Yeah, and I go, coming up next on Louie, an all-new Louie, only on FX. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. And I remember sitting there, 
And uh, and he walked in, and I go, Louie, I don't think you know this, but I do the voiceover for your show because we know each other. And he was like, really? And I go, yeah. And he's like, then I start talking to somebody. He goes, yeah, I can hear it now. Coming up on Louie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like, so when I bought season one on DVD, did you get no, a nickel off that? Unless you, there's no reason to have viewer discretion on there. Oh, that's There's no true. reason to have coming up next on Louie on there. So I'm... You know, I'm an outside teammate. Oh, yeah. I you suppose know. it wouldn't be on there. But they hired me. Louie hired me, but I don't think he knew it was me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Weird. Yeah, yeah. The audition was, can you do a New York subway announcer voice? Can you do a Jewish old man? And can you do a Korean woman store owner? So I did all three. And then next thing I got the job. I just got the job. And The Korean were, store owner had nothing to do with it. No, but they didn't, they didn't want any of those three voices <laughs> in the long run. But I got the job doing something that they don't want me to do. Weird. And now I'm not even good at the regular shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could do view of discretion, but I can't do all new Louie tomorrow at seven thirty. You do have a good voice, Brian. Thanks. Great, great announcer. Thank really. you, man. A lot, hey. of, a lot of girls turn off the lights and just want me to talk. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Private parts. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I love that movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. One more thing I want to ask you about. Okay. And this is from Wikipedia, so I have no idea how true. But it says you were a production assistant at HBO. Production system at HBO, yeah. Uh, After I graduated college in 95, I thought a good way to get in the show business was to do uh, the back route, was to be an intern, production assistant, work your way into the writer's room and work your way that way. Big mistake. (laughs) I worked for HBO Downtown Productions. They did shows for what was then Comedy Channel. Not Comedy Central, Comedy Channel. Higgins, Boys and Grubers, Mystery Science Theater. They had a Mark Marin project, which is how I met Mark Marin. And if, when you listen to the WTF episode with me and Mark Marin, we talk about it. Yeah. And he, uh, so I did Exit 57, which had Stephen Colbert, Amy Sedaris, Paul Danello, uh, Mitch Rouse. Uh, and it was um, a sketch comedy show. So I was just an intern. But being a fat, grumpy New York intern, I didn't get the good jobs. Oh, no. They were like, you load the sodas in the van. While this hot girl intern works in the writer's room. And then I was like, this is not going to work out. And so I just, then I was working on Doug, the cartoon Doug. Oh, and yeah. then, then one day I just didn't show up. And they called me and they yelled at me and I yelled back. And I never, <laughs> and then I started, I started working with mentally retarded people. And that, uh, and then that, that, that was my job. And then I did stand up at night. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I in the uh, in the thing I was reading, it mentioned uh, Real Sex, which is a show. Yeah, I worked on Real Sex. Real, it was a Sex Bites, which was a spinoff of Real Sex. Okay, and I remember weird jobs like there were um, there were there was a, a couple fucking in an alleyway, and they were videotaping it. And my job was to be up on the corner and then walkie-talkie them if a cop was driving by. That was my job. And then I was awful at it. They would be like, okay, the one could we be shooting? We be- you know, you were supposed to be looking down the street, not back yeah, at them. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> but I didn't even, I was like, I was just, I was like, when can I go home? Is all I was thinking. And then like when they're all eating dinner inside, I'm standing outside in the cold snow watching the equipment. It was a horrible job. Oh, no. And all it did was make me angrier and bitter, more bitter. And I, uh, I remember they were plastering uh, women's v- v- vaginas and, and breasts. And, uh, like, I just had to carry that stuff and put it away. You know what I mean? I had to dig out lesbians' vans from the snow, and they had tattooed mustaches. It was, like, a weird job for a, night, for a, for a 20, what, 5-year-old kid that had. And I, I didn't like it, you know. Yeah. I would just lie. And they were like, go outside and get an alligator head clip. And I go, okay. 
And then I just go to the car. And I go, I don't know what the fuck that is. I go, this looks like an alligator head. And I'm like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then I, would, I just I just wanted to get on the train and go home. <laughs> like, where's the guy with the alligator? He quit. <laughs> <laughs> you gave him, you, you stopped him. Real sex in my house was always the show, like, if I got the preview weekend of HBO. Yeah. Damn right, I'm staying up late. Yeah, that was a great show. Uh-huh. Back then, it was only like four channels. Yeah. And that was fun. It was the closest thing to porn I had because uh, yeah. there was no internet. Yeah. I'd love to be a celebrity back then. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Wouldn't you rather, wouldn't you rather be to have only four channels? Eddie Murphy got on TV. There's four networks. Three networks. You know what I mean? That's true. And then he was a household name in a week. And uh-huh. we respected our celebrities back then. Yeah. Uh, you know I what? know it's almost over. No, no. <laughs> I just don't want to take up too much of your time here. What am I going to do? This, uh, that just brought up one more thing to my uh, remember we were talking before we started recording uh, that uh tommy chong of cheech and chong fame is right. i had just read he's going to start a new show that they're describing as the daily show of uh for pot smokers and this is what just reminded me of it is it's you're saying you know what back in the day we just had three or four channels it's on a channel that is only on dish network so hmm. it's only on one service right. and then online Right. That's how many channels there are. It's nonsense. It, it's ridiculous. There, yeah, there's, so there's, he's, he's there's on- so many shows that are not hiring me right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's there's eight times as many shows that aren't calling me. There 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 are stations that uh, yeah that only you know a one one hundredth of the population right. actually are even uh, subscribed to. Yeah, it's amazing. I do wish him luck. I liked him. Yeah. He was very nice. I met him at uh, Gotham Comedy Live. He was very nice. Should I tell that story? It's kind of a funny story. Go ahead. He couldn't get... They were like, all right, he's going to introduce all of you. Just give him a, a credit. Write down a credit on a cue card. And this was just recently? Yeah. yeah. November last year. Okay. And uh, they said, what do you want him to say? And I go, Comedy Central, Comedy Central, have our own special. And they go, I'll just write Comedy Central. And I go, he can't. They're like, I know these old guys. They don't care. And they can't. They don't want to do it either way. I'm like, okay. So the cue card says, Brian Scalaro, Comedy Central. So my intro goes... Brian Scalia, comedy, comedy what? Comedy Central, get on up here. <laughs> and the crowd's laughing. Yeah. And I go up there, and I can't be mad because I love the guy. So I was like, yeah, what do you, when you have millions of dollars, you don't give a shit about Comedy Central. Right, right. And at the end, was he was saying goodbye, it's a live show. He's in the middle, two comics on his left, two comics on his right, I'm right next to him. And he has to say the four names. And he can't read it. And he, and he doesn't want to read it, and he can't. And he goes, oh, it's, uh, keep it going for uh, Joe. And I, and I whisper in his ear, Joe Vaughn. And he goes, Joe Vaughn. And it's going out live. Yeah. And the next one, he just leans into me, not trying to hide it. <laughs> and I go, I go, Melissa Calvert. He goes, Melissa Calvert. And then he leans in again. I go, Brian Scalero. And he goes, Brian Scalero. And he's looking around. And I go, and I hug him. I go, it's me. <laughs> like, he just forgot my name five minutes ago. Yeah. And now you can't even remember I'm the guy whose name you forgot. That's impressive. It was very I don't impressive. know if that's weed or age or not caring, but I really like the guy. Did you get to smoke with him? No. I wasn't going to ask him. No. You know, he's, he's like one of those guys, like, he can't leave the house without being constantly approached. Yeah. And you can tell who wants to be approached and who doesn't. And the finish the Christopher Lloyd thing, I felt he didn't want to be approached. And then, after a while, I was the only friend he had on that fucking set, meaning that I'm the only person that he spoke to. Because I'm the only person that tried to speak to him. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So sometimes you're wrong. But Tommy, I got the feeling he just wanted to be in his room with his wife, and, I'll, and we left him alone. Yeah, fair enough. But Christopher Lloyd wanted uh, to become friends. One of my favorite moments was we were about to go through the curtain 
for the first for the last episode of season one. Before we got renewed, we didn't know. And I said to Pam and to Elon Gold and to Christopher, I was like, I just want you guys to know this is the best time I've ever had in my life. Doing this with you guys is the best. And uh, is the most fun I've ever had. And Christopher Lloyd goes, yeah, me too. And yeah, Elon goes, yeah, because Taxi was a fucking mess. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 I'm just straight now. Meaning he's not on drugs or alcohol. Yeah. And we were like, oh, you know. That was a nice moment. Wow. I got to go to a Simpsons table read. Uh, that was a nice moment. I've had, you got you to gotta gather the nice moments to get you through the day. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's very cool. to you again, Justin. You too, Brian. Uh, continued success. Thank I hope, you. Uh, you uh, if there, there are a few seats left for your shows, people ought to yeah, come. Well, it's the, well, the bad thing is that we have to combat the fair. You know, uh, I think there's a Minneapolis State Fair, right? The Minnesota, Minnesota State, State Fair. State Minnesota Fair, yeah. State Fair. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Minnesota State Fair. So we're competing with that. But uh, somebody's got to come. Here's the thing. You can go to the fair during the day and then come here at night. Yeah, if you're not too tired or drunk. And yeah. if you're drunk, don't fucking come. <laughs> All right, please. But <laughs> it's a beautiful fucking club, and I've always wanted to play here, and I'm fucking really happy I am. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Congrats. Thank you. All right, well, uh, let, this is going to work out. You'll be back here in a year, and we'll do this again. I hope so. All right. It'll be great to see you, Justin. Thanks, Thank Brian. you, man. Take care.